0: hey keith do you think that four years of the donald trump administration will be more like thunderdome or lord of the flies
1: you know at this point i'm just hoping we don't end up like idiocracy (laughs) keith we are already in idiocracy
0: the following is a presentation of the radio misfits podcast network they bought their tickets they knew what they were getting into I say, let them crash.
1: Geek Cattergeek with Keith Conrad and Elliot Serrato. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. I'd just like to say, get a life.
0: As the 21st century began. Human evolution was at a turning point. Natural selection, the process by which the strongest, the smartest, the fastest reproduced in greater numbers than the rest, a process which had once favored the noblest traits of man, now began to favor different traits. Most science fiction of the day predicted a future that was more civilized and more intelligent. But as time went on, things seemed to be heading in the opposite direction—a dumbing down.
1: Geek counter geek. I'm Keith Conrad at Keith R. Conrad on Twitter. Joined as always by Elliot Serrano at Elliot Serrano on Twitter. Elliot, it's um, yeah, about that about that last week stuff stuff happened.
0: Oh man, I picked the wrong
1: day to stop huffing paint yeah well i think uh that th- that would have been a good uh, tagline for the election Tw- <laughs> america twenty sixteen america huffs paint huffs paint And, um, <coughs> yeah yeah really that uh yeah so uh geek counter geek uh of course a part of the radio misfits podcasting network also home to uh Losano and friends um on a quest uh, minutia men which uh you know minutia men is pretty much dominated by the cubs winning the world series as it should be really but uh you know if, has, has, you, if you're a cleveland indians fan you're probably going to want to steer clear of them but but anybody else you're you're going to be happy with it the
0: dishing bitches um i don't know if they've been obsessed with the
1: I, I think they've I think they've broached the topic of the Cubs winning the World Series, but certainly not uh, not uh, obsessed with it in the way that the minutia men are. So so yeah, they're they're probably definitely a safe bet too. And uh, you know, like Lasano <laughs> and friends, Tony Lasano doesn't know any sports at all, so you really don't have to worry about that.
0: All right. Well, I, know I love I love listening to the dishing bitches though, because they you know they dish.
1: They they, they do it, it. It's it's pretty much all they do. And, of course, whether you're listening to Dishing Bitches or Geek Counter Geek, you want it to sound amazing. So check out the headphones and accessories from uh, Tweaked Audio. They've got uh, eight colors and styles available, and they're designed to sound great, whether you're listening to music or an enthralling podcast like Geek Counter Geek. And they have uh, noise-reducing headphones, so, you know, just in case if you're on the red line, and there's a, uh, there's a homeless guy yelling in the background or you just want to get away from the, the train noise, they can help you out there. They have a lifetime warranty. And if you use the discount code GCG for Geek Counter Geek, see what we did there? At uh, checkout, you can get 33% off and free worldwide shipping. Just visit tweakedaudio.com and again, use the discount code GCG for Geek Counter Geek this week uh well actually i think it was last week now a uh, doctor strange came out and uh it's it's I, I wouldn't say it's dominated the box office but it's been doing very well and um i you know i i didn't love it and didn't hate it it was just kind of there um you know i i wasn't one that was really necessarily looking forward to it but you know considering how much money all these things have made. I wonder if we're in some sort of a Marvel bubble, where one day it's just going to come all come crashing down, or if they actually just have such a good business model that they're just going to be cranking out money-making schemes forever.
0: Well, considering, let's see, no, it did it did win the box office this past two weekends? Um, not, not, not. It's not. It didn't it didn't draw Captain America numbers? It seems like outside of an Avengers movie. The Captain America movies make the most, but it still did well enough considering we're in uh, the fall. We're appro- yeah, we're approaching the fall. Kids are still in school, right? Um, you know, not getting to the holidays yet. <clears throat> and um, in internationally too, overall box office has been pretty impressive when you consider that it's a character that's not a top level character as recognizable as say. You know, again, even Iron Man, Captain America. Although, you know, when you think about it, with all due respect to Robert Downey Jr. and the Marvel folks, but when the first Iron Man movie first came out, Iron Man was a solid B-level character in, in Marvel. I mean, the Marvel Comics characters... They weren't. They weren't. Even the Avengers weren't the top level, top tier, most popular characters in comics. That was always the X Men. The X Men were always the most popular right. characters.
1: and that, that's probably why they were the first to get their own movies before the uh, you know the Marvel explosion happened.
0: Yeah, it's funny that the X Men movies came out even before you got a good Spider Man movie. You know, they oh, could that's never yeah. Spider Man going. So um, you know the the you could see they kind of followed. The Iron Man formula with Dr. Strange, I mean, Benedict Cumberbatch, you know, playing Dr. Stephen Strange, still true to the character in the comics, so, you know, arrogant neurosurgeon, you know, um, really full of himself, has a car accident, he's no longer able to use his hand, seeks, you know, Eastern mysticism to cure himself, becomes a master of the mystic arts, and the and, um, Sorcerer Supreme and, and stuff. And... um and um, I, I give uh, Cumberbatch credit; he played the character pretty well. I mean, he, dude, I went to go see the movie with some friends, <clears throat> and my friend sitting next to me goes, "Wow!" You know, she goes, "I go, Cumberbatch is pretty good." She, she said she said, well, you know, Cumberbatch doesn't make any mistakes. He doesn't pick any bad roles. I went, have you seen Star Trek Into
1: Darkness? <laughs> well, so. you know, in, in fairness for that, he really I don't, it sounds like when you talk about the uh, casting process, it was literally do you want to play the bad guy in the next Star Trek movie? Yes. Yeah. And that was pretty much all like he Star- knew about the role.
0: That's pretty, yeah, it's like the Star Trek movies are sort of, they, they're kind of like a mishmash. Well, they cast the movies like, uh, if you want to be the next Bond villain you know, right it, exactly you know let's get a good actor to play the next bond villain just like you know the star trek villain
1: well and i, it, I think it, it, that uh, you know <laughs> I, I think at one point benicio del toro was assigned you know was was rumored to be the guy for for star trek into darkness and really when you think about it if the bad guy is con that makes a hell of a lot more sense and so i think yeah. when when he fell through they were just like all right who's the next guy we can get oh benedict benedict yeah
0: so you know he plays a character kind of arrogant but also funny because then you know if, he, if he's c- completely arrogant then you don't like him
1: at all he's utterly unlikable you know who he uh, reminded me of in that sense was uh, dr house oh yeah that's right yeah and right. and injured so like him in that way too
0: mm-hmm. so they follow that formula and they they make him redeemable just like they did with tony stark in um in the iron man movie and um hopefully elevating that character that more people are familiar, and then yes, they've already got more Doctor Strange movies in the works. So, um, and then of course, doing the great comic book um, um, bit. Well, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, just so you know, they in this movie there is a scene where it not only sets up the next Doctor Strange movie, it also sets up Thor uh, Ragnarok. The, the new thor movie that's supposed to, that's coming up is that um, the
1: very next marvel movie that's coming out
0: uh, i believe it's thor ragnarok uh, uh guardians of the galaxy i think comes first is it? yes guardians comes out in may and i think Ra- thor ragnarok comes out um in the the second third quarter
1: they're, they're pretty much solidly at two movies a year at this point, right? Yeah, two movies a year, which is kind of like if you are going to do if you are going
0: to do these movies sort of episodically, and one movie tends to lead to the other, to the other, to the other. You can't stagger them too far apart, <clears throat> which is um,
1: yeah, which that's is a mistake crazy. that a lot of uh, franchises have made, and I think that uh, with Star Wars they're trying to trying to fix that a little bit by you know alternating between the. You know the the trilogy movies and the standalone movies standalone movies and i think that's probably a conscious effort on their part to make sure that they're you know they've got something coming out you know not as often as the marvel folks because that's you know twice a year as we said but you know having something out every year that's that's not a bad move for them
0: for star wars at least the thing I think now DC is going to be throwing their hat into the into the ring, and you know they're they're trying to get caught up on production. They're but they're still behind. They're they're having a hard enough time getting one you know DC property movie out a year. To
1: say nothing so, if they were actually trying to get a decent movie out every year. Oh
0: golly, you know it, it doesn't help when Suicide Squad makes all that money. Um, still not Marvel money, but you know close to that, but. but speaking back to the to the issue of the marvel quote-unquote bubble um they just haven't cranked out a dud yet i mean you keep thinking it's going to happen at some point i think the closest thing to a dud and it's even a movie it was still a movie i kind of liked was thor the dark world i mean
1: Uh, that was really that one that one definitely didn't do quite as well but I don't know that you'd say it was a dud, but it didn't seem like Ant-Man quite made the same impact as the other ones.
0: True. I mean, Ant-Man, you you can't go in expecting a whole lot from Ant-Man. And Ant-Man did, also did well. You should
1: be expecting smaller things from Ant-Man, is what you're saying?
0: Oh. So I'm going to go right by that. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) But, uh, yeah, but the movies... They're make, they are generating, they're generating box office. The movies are making more than what it costs to produce them, which is what you want. Um, the, the quality has been fairly consistent, although you're going to get to a point where, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm always, I'm always going to wonder what that original Ant-Man would have looked like had, the, you know, direct the director not kind of left. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Simon Pegg's um, um, collaborator on Space and um, Shaun of the Dead and all those. Si- uh, why yeah. am I mad about this?
1: Well, now anyway, anyway, you got me looking for it on the on the internet's here and the internet's. Um,
0: but you know they, they've the the quality of the Marvel movies is pretty consistent, but they're you know they run the risk of almost being too uniform in their looks i mean i know and i know that's kind of hard to say cuz dr strange really um looks different i mean i was telling everybody like what was dr strange dr strange was essentially you know inception meets harry potter in a way
1: so you know a little bit i i wouldn't have thought about it that way but that's a pretty good description
0: right inception meets harry potter meets uh like a kung like a you know jackie chan a drunken master or something like that
1: well with the <clears throat> the kung fu thing i was thinking of of uh, the matrix for some reason but um matrix. Th- it's yeah. really not really not kung fu so much as does th- bad acting and you know <laughs> you know poorly poorly thought out writing They really do have bad acting when you think about it. I mean, when you
0: watch them now, it's almost you almost wince at the performances. You know, it's all I mean, don't get me wrong. Carrie Ann Moss is pretty good. Neo, you
1: know, is up and down, up and down. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is just incredibly wooden. You know, (laughs) like I I watch the first one again, and I I just won't watch the sequels just because they're they're a dumpster fire. Uh, but yeah. i was i was rewatching the first one for the first time in, in in quite a while uh you know maybe a month or so ago and that's the thing that jumped out at me is i liked him so much when i first saw it and now i'm like god he's bad remember a lot of folks also like the phantom menace when it first came out you know that's true and about the same era too so you know i we, we were younger and innocent back then
0: well and then you know it's funny now that i think about it why wasn't <clears throat> why wasn't warner brothers on the wachowskis on putting together a matrix franchise
1: um yeah you know, that sounds the extended universe for the matrix because yeah you're right i mean that's a whole universe into and of and of itself i mean you could just you could just live in the in the matrix before neo you know disrupts everything
0: yeah, and then or and again sequels too to find out what happened later. I, I I'm pretty sure um, uh, Keanu Reeves has gotten away from his whole I don't want to be an action movie star bit um, now since he's decided the John Wick bit. You know the John Wick movies are his thing too.
1: Yeah, I think he <clears> wants <throat> to do about seven of those. Yeah, I can't
0: believe. And for folks who are wondering, I mean that's the whole reason he didn't want to do Speed 2 was because he was afraid of of being turned into an action movie star
1: and i think we mentioned this once before that uh i only saw speed 2 once which was more than enough and i was paying so little attention i didn't even notice he wasn't in it (laughs) yeah
0: yeah poor keanu or Maybe they'll, he'll get cast in a Marvel movie And then he can, you know, be, be in there
1: Yeah, <clears> that could, could very well be By the way, uh, you did mention uh, Harry Potter And uh, this coming weekend um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them comes out And uh, that that sort of snuck up on me Because I've been uh, anxiously awaiting uh, Rogue One and, uh, you know, this is sort of the appetizer for, for Rogue One as far as, uh, you know, franchise movies goes. And, um, I, I, I'm definitely looking f- forward to it a lot more just because it's, it's interesting to see like that world at a different time. Cause it's the twenties in this movie and also in america which i think will be uh, interesting and the the one thing that came out of nowhere this week it was just sort of like buried in a in a in a news story at least as far as i knew is that there's going to be five of them when i heard that
0: i heard that oh oh, not that long ago i was like are you serious as in serious black right Um, yeah (laughs) Hey, he, might, like, he okay. might pop up in this. Yeah, he can. But the, the thing that's getting me right now as I think about it, it's that first, the, the the Fantastic Beast. this is the first screenplay written by J.K. Rowling. So that should be interesting, that you're getting to see a movie written by the creator of the Harry Potter films. So this is like, uh, it's almost like mm-hmm. pure unadulterated jk rowley
1: yeah it's not somebody else's interpretation of what she wrote it's actually it's actually coming from her herself
0: right so then you're like oh okay and then david yates is directing he did um the last three
1: harry potter films if i remember correctly uh i believe so i, I know he was he was doing it at the end but i'm not sure exactly when he took over
0: so you, you know he's a you know british director with a british sensibility he was he was the one who said that he was going to make a um doctor who film franchise which ticked off steven moffat at that point because he saying you can't you can't do doctor who we've got doctor who we're doing doctor who but yates is like yeah no we're doing a doctor who we will put that together so i think well now you know now he's, he's got,
1: got f- he's got five fantastic Beasts movies to <laughs> wrangle so he won't have no. time to do doctor who
0: That'll keep him. That'll keep him busy, which I'm guessing is keeping is got a lot of Doctor Who fans probably going. Whew, thankfully,
1: now uh, he did mention that uh, at some point in one of the sequels, I think he said maybe as early as uh, as the second movie in this apparent five movie arc, uh, we'll see Albus Dumbledore as a younger guy because he uh, apparently uh, he was what about 110 when he died and uh which makes a lot of sense and so he'd probably be in his uh you know mid-60s at in the in the 1920s
0: well to me it's like i know that um <sighs> to me i can't i c- just keep thinking about richard harris the the his performance as dumbledore in the very first um, harry potter movie um, because um, he was the one who was, you know, or, you know before he passed away, and then right. was taken over by Michael Gambon Was it Michael Gam- Gambon? Gambon,
1: over. yeah. Uh, <coughs> so, that, yeah, well, that, that's an interesting question: is which younger, which, yeah, who do you base the younger Dumbledore on—the Richard Harris version or the Michael Gambon version? Um, yeah. That's interesting. You know, interestingly enough, since he's in his mid-sixties anyway you really don't have to cast anybody else as uh, as dumbledore you can just bring him back yeah just have michael camden come back because you know? you're, you're making some sort of uh, assumption here that uh you know because he's so magical that he lives to be at least 110 and the only reason he dies is because you know somebody kills him it's not because he dies of natural causes he's still still uh you know still nice and limber even at the age of 110 um yeah there's no reason you couldn't do that just tell michael gambin do a little yoga right pilates keep it limber i think just just shave the beard so. just a little bit you know make the beard mm-hmm. a little bit shorter um maybe um you know uh moisturize a little bit you're good to go <laughs> well and they're doing all that bit with um like what they did
0: with uh robert downey jr in civil war Where they did the the digital de-aging and it made him look like the young 20 year old robert downey jr from from the his brad pack days i remember seeing that and going
1: holy mackerel yeah that was that was amazing because you know you you look at like uh say tron legacy where they tried to do that with uh, with bridges at the very beginning you know just for one scene where you're looking at like the silhouette of him and it looks it just looks so bad but then you yeah, get to, like- to robert downey jr and he's he, he's he's right there he's right in in focus and he looks great yeah jeff bridges look like a
0: uh, wax museum jeff bridges
1: exact or uh or uh you know walt disney world hall of presidents jeff bridges <laughs> yeah something like that so if they get the right cgi on
0: him you know if you need to de-age him a bit that would that would be a good way of doing it i, uh, I think
1: I, it, it would be interesting though to literally don't de-age him at all just it, it's it's literally the same guy he looks exactly the same because he's he, you know <laughs> 65 i'm not sure how old uh, how old he is it's not that far off in age Mm-hmm. so yeah, look at that problem solved yeah, and, you know, everybody's, you know, speculating, oh, who do you cast him? No, why would you cast anybody else? He's the same age, you know. Big and guy. And, you know, I, I'm not as familiar with the books, and I know, obviously, in any situation in, in the books, they're going to go into a lot more detail. Uh, do they ever explain why Dumbledore is like 110 and nobody seems to, nobody seems to really notice? Nope. No, he just is. <clears throat>
0: I mean, he's a he's a wizard, Harry. <laughs> he's a wizard, Keith. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're already talking about you're already talking about spells and magic and 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 um, um horcruxes and the yeah. soul. Yeah, I, you, you know, you know, know I, I, I,
1: it's like it's like Spielberg at the end of Jaws. You know, if they've if they've gone with me for the rest of this, I don't need to explain why the exploding, uh, you know, why shooting the oxygen tank explodes and kills the shark. They'll just be cheering. And they were just,
0: right. Because if you actually shoot a tank
1: like that, it doesn't explode. But no, nah, it just
0: bounces off. <clears throat> and, then, um, oh, and then just just because I had to go just because I, I'm getting a kick. And since we're talking about wizards and such, um, uh, have you have you seen Dr. Strange, by the way?
1: I have. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, uh, the fact that his cloak of levitation was essentially
1: <laughs> the carpet from Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I think they're they're working on a live action Aladdin, so you know it's all it's yeah. all the Disney family. So maybe that's a little product placement for a later movie.
0: Yeah, I, I just thought, oh, look at that! It's like the red carpet from Aladdin. I just I don't know why I found that to be humorous.
1: You know, speaking of which since they're, since they're now coming up with live action versions of everything. I, uh, you know, I always had the idea for the social experiments that, uh, you know, especially now that my brother and his wife have have two young girls uh, to have one of them watch uh, Star Wars in the in the order in which they were released and the other watch them in chronological order and see who comes away actually liking that's liking Star Wars afterwards. Uh, you know, it would be also interesting to have uh, one daughter, Watch the uh, the animated version of all the Disney classics, and one watch the live action version and see who actually likes them.
0: <clears throat> don't you don't you think the live action version of Bambi was a bit graphic, though?
1: A little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit of a problem. So, speaking of uh, de aging, um, I know at least at the last time we spoke, you had not seen Westworld at all. Uh, has that changed yet?
0: not not yet i'm afraid no
1: there was there's a great scene in in one of the early episodes of westworld where they actually de-aged anthony hopkins by 30 years and um so so he looks a lot younger but i mean really you're you're probably talking that 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 really would be silence of the lambs era anthony hopkins i mean a, a little bit older but not much
0: See, that's the thing, too, is that a lot of times people forget, you know, especially when they, um, I'm remembering Men in Black <clears> 3, <throat> when Josh Brolin was cast as a young Tommy Lee Jones, who was Agent K. Right. And um, and he's doing his Tommy Lee Jones impersonation, which was funny. But we forget, I, I, I've seen many, many movies with a young Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs>
1: So <coughs> Right, right I'm Like the, like the age difference Actually Wasn't that much Between You know Men in Black 3 When that was coming out And You know Probably not the fugitive But But something You know Maybe five, six years Earlier than that It, it Yeah It's not like he's changed That much
0: Right So you're like uh, So we We still have this Recollection Of what these actors Looked like <coughs> when they were younger Uh, like so i haven't seen westworld i'm curious to see how anthony hopkins looks because um you know he doesn't look that bad now i mean you look at the guy he's kept himself in pretty good shape
1: yeah i mean Um, he's he's odin for crying out loud
0: yeah so it's it's not like you really need to do a whole lot to quote unquote de-age him you know just a little color in the hair and you know maybe smooth out a couple wrinkles and bam
1: well in this in this case they do obviously smooth out a few wrinkles but i mean really the the biggest change is he drops about 100 pounds and he's has he has a full head of hair ah, but it okay. still looks vaguely like anthony Hopkins. still looks enough like him then you're like oh that's dh anthony hopkins
0: let's <coughs> say even patrick stewart looks pretty good
1: Patrick yep. Stewart hasn't aged a day Since he started filming Star Trek The Next Generation and it's starting to freak Me out a little bit <laughs> the, Between that
0: and the X-Men movies
1: Because I, no. think, I, I think His neck has aged a little bit But other than that he looks Exactly the same I mean, When you think about it who,
0: What generally ages these actors Is that they just gain a lot of weight That's the only way we know that they've aged <clears throat> Even Alec Baldwin lost all the weight, and he looks better. He looks like a younger Alec Baldwin.
1: Yeah, if he dyed his hair, he could play young Jack
0: Ryan again. Mm-hmm. He'd look great. So, you know, these, all these actors, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this is this vegan lifestyle or what? They've, they've all got great trainers that are keeping them
1: in shape? Well, I don't know. I think I remember hearing something about Harrison Ford being a vegan, and he's not looking that great. I mean, well, he doesn't, Harrison look, Ford he doesn't look bad, but...
0: Yeah, I was going to say Harrison Ford himself always looks really, you know, um, um, he's always in shape. You take his shirt off, he looks good. It's just, he's got that hound dog, the hound dog face.
1: He you know? does. Yeah. Like, he, it's, it's just <clears throat> really sad. Yeah, like, he refuses. Like, the, the rest of him is, is, is perfectly fine. You know, he keeps himself in great shape, but the face is definitely aged.
0: It's age, and, and he refuses to like do anything like color his hair. <clears throat> Which good Diana for him on that. Oh yeah, and and, and and you see him. I saw him on the. the there's that set, that scene. Uh, there was a, a shot of him with um, Ryan Gosling, um, um, Ridley Scott, and I forget the director for uh, the new Blade Runner movie. And he's got the Deckard haircut again. <clears throat> and I was like, right, he looks good,
1: you know. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess uh, you know they did answer a, a fundamental question about the old uh, Blade Runner because unless this uh, unless this Blade Runner sequel is like you know two years after the original one, uh, yeah, he's not a replicant. No, it's
0: like, Well, it's ten years later.
1: So Blade Runner twenty twenty nine. Oh, that's right. It? Okay, so he might be a replicant because he's aged a lot in ten years. Ten years, and then
0: um, it's funny that. It, it's coming out in 2019. The sequel is coming out in 2019, which is the year that the first Blade Runner is supposed to take place. So right. we are pro, we're going to be passing the Back to the Future year when um <clears throat> when um the the Cubs are supposed to win the World Series. Like well, we already bike. did that last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we will soon be passing Blade Runner year.
1: Uh, and then after that, um yeah and and by the way they're just asking for trouble with the long-awaited blade runner sequel just having a year in that because you know if we learned anything from blues brothers 2000 it's having a <laughs> long-awaited sequel with the year in the title it's just not a good idea it, it never seems to work out well
0: so uh to, change it I mean, I, I mean they're lucky if they're smart they'll change it
1: yeah uh i could i could see that happening <coughs> so um you know, speaking of uh, Westworld, uh, Stephanie Mary in the uh, Washington Post had a, a an interesting piece about uh, you know it, it was about other things as well, but uh, she she talked a little bit about about fan theories in um, uh, you know about TV shows and Westworld specifically is cited because there's so many. Shows now that are based on either books or especially comic books. I mean, you look at uh, Turn, the AMC series about um, about George Washington spying, which, by the way, is really underrated and very good. Even that's based off of a graphic novel. Um, and, like, there's so many things where there's obvious source material that, you know, yeah, they end up changing it a little bit, uh, you know, in, in Game of Thrones... Uh, they've obviously surpassed the source material. Uh, but Westworld is the only thing where there, there's a movie that it's loosely based off of, but there's really just a couple of nods to it. Other than that, it's its, its own story. Um, but there's no source material for anybody to look at. So, like, fan theories are just running rampant with every episode. There's, you know, there's dozens and dozens of videos with everybody, you know, breaking down what's going on. And, you know, she asked the question, if that, you know, this constant barrage of fan theories brought on by, you know, the fact that everybody, you know, everybody can throw them somewhere on the Internet. If that takes a little bit away from the from the series, you know, because because Lost was, you know, yeah, everybody was on the Internet, but not quite to the extent that they are now. Uh, That was probably the last sort of like serialized show where everybody was into it and, and everybody was trying to come up with their own theories. And now going through the same experience with Westworld where everybody's online and you know everybody's looking at Reddit to see what all these theories are. It sort of, sort of takes away some of the mystery of the show and you know, makes us all seem like a bunch of angry comic book guys.
0: <laughs> well, <clears throat> I mean, I, for those who don't remember... I mean, you're, as you said, Lost um, was—I want to say—really one of the first shows because it, it came out. <clears throat> Lost started running uh, during the advent of the podcast. Um, the it, it, and it helped launch how many different podcasts. And I want to say the the fandom, the podcast, you know, fandom brand of podcast, um, the fandom genre of podcast really grew because of loss because you didn't have um as many other things that kind of drew that kind of attention i'm not saying that there weren't other fandom podcasts at that time you had star trek you had i remember star trek having some of the more noted ones and some other things <clears throat> but loss really generated it and then that's really what you, when you started having people yeah doing the whole bit of talking about theories it, it became more than just let's gather at the book club or, you know, gather at the coffee shop to talk about a show and discuss our ideas. It's it's, you know, put it on a platform that everyone could access. And yeah, and you're right. Things things have changed now because now we have social media. Social media is way bigger than the that old podcast network was just like. Um, you know before podcasting we had uh, you know bulletin board messaging. you know before that we had AOL. You know, all these different things IRC <clears throat> right Yeah. <clears throat> um, CompuServe and all these different ways that people could you know share their bits. Um, the thing that gets me though, and this is the one thing that I, I take away from the lost experience and, and how that goes is when it comes to fan theories and people talking about, what happens here and trying to analyze it and trying to figure out where it's going next the fans you know fans I say talk about it as much as you want come up with as many crazy things as you want read as much of it as you want or ignore as much of it as you want if you want to go down that rabbit hole that's up to you the ones who should never ever read those sites are the freaking writers on the show because <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened to the lost guys okay you know they were hearing the theories they were getting all this and they constantly had to like address things from time to time and you would even know every once in a while they would needle people they would make little bits they would put little bits on the show to kind of like throw it at the folks who were, had their little fan theories and I think, because, and they even started acknowledging near the end there, that knowing how much was out there and how many questions people had, there was no way they were gonna be able to satisfy everyone to that. So when you're aware of the amount of talk and, you know, and is going on about your show while you're out there, I mean, in some ways it can be helpful, but in most cases, you know, you just need to know where you're going. Keep your eye on the ball and go there, and kind of like ignore the rest of the noise. Because <clears throat> with Westworld, I know you know it's a very popular show. Yeah, you know, but it, it, it's it's going to be a while before it reaches the point of saturation that other that everything even like Lost did. Um, you know, Game of Thrones. You know, that, well, Game that, of Thrones. Of the-
1: uh, you know, and, and there's been some talk about uh, you know the fact that um, you know Westworld hasn't quite you know it it's not doing quite the ratings that uh, that game of thrones has game of thrones has but at the beginning game of thrones didn't quite have have the ratings that game of thrones has now so oh, yeah. I, I don't oh. think hbo or anybody else is worried about that at this point
0: no I, I wouldn't worry about it because yeah you're absolutely right game of thrones started out more slowly and built and built and built to this monolith that it is now <clears throat> what's going to happen once westworld finishes that first season um and and starts prepping for the next one you're gonna start having people saying oh you gotta watch a show oh and you know when it when it really starts happening when the show starts mm-hmm. it's more widely available on streaming services when you can buy the blu-ray uh, set of the first
1: season yeah when you so can people- when you can binge watch the whole season rather than having to wait and formulate your fan theories between <laughs> episodes
0: Right right, and then, and then folks can give like the set to a friend, and say, "Look, this is a great show. you should watch it
1: you know, and, and that sort of thing goes around well that's um, the interesting then, thing about you know sort of our our, our culture now where we're binge watching everything is I wonder you know so so right now, you know an episode comes out and you have like this 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 week long buffer zone to you know to to you know like if you're me watch. You know a couple dozen fan videos trying to explain all the different things that are going on in in each episode and and you know try to formulate some sort of a theory and you know if you binge watch them obviously you wouldn't have that you you it seems like you'd probably miss out on a lot of details that a lot of people are noticing so i wonder if especially with a a story that uh, admittedly with westworld is very complex you got to be paying attention to what's going on. Uh if that'll actually be bingeable or if um you know when people just burn through the whole season all at once if they'll actually, you know, if, if they'll find it as interesting.
0: Uh, I mean, I again that I'll have to watch it. You know, I know there are some shows that kind of, I know like especially like say even back to Game of Thrones because there's so many freaking characters on that show And there'll be times when a particular character won't show up again for a couple episodes and you're like, oh, wait, oh, yeah, that's that guy again. I remember that that guy that you do have the benefit, like for your own. um, Just for the sake of freaking memory, you know, if you can watch two, three episodes in a row, the continuity makes a little more sense, you know, like the longer overall arc might make sense because you don't have that long gap in between episodes. <clears throat> and then you don't have to go. Okay, wait. What happened again? Why? Why is they, Why are they there? Oh, that's right. Da, 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 da. So um, you know, we'll see. I think complexity lends itself towards binge watching, to be honest, because you know, if if you're a writer and you don't have to worry so much that your your audience saw remembers what happened the previous week, they can just watch two episodes back to back. You don't have to do those
1: little bits where you're constantly reminding them of what happened previously on Game of Thrones,
0: right? You know, although they do that, they do that, right? They do that little recap because, then you know, they're going, "Oh yeah," because there was a time this character hasn't been here since like two seasons ago, so we need to like right. you know show a scene yeah. from two seasons ago. <clears throat> but I would think you know these days, if this is me, just the writer side of me, and seeing how it's uh, television writing has evolved. Um, they it's like, they are making, they're making more and more shows for that purpose. Um, comic books, it's like, it's fun to say comic books, when you write comics, it, it ultimately, if you're writing a series, you're ultimately writing these sing- single issues with the purpose of collecting them into a trade at the end. And people buy your trade paperback, a lot of folks there, they're called trade waiters because... They see a book is out, and they're like, okay, I'm going to wait for the trade paperback so I can read the whole story at once. Yeah. And people want to be able to read the whole story at once.
1: Speaking <clears> of which, <throat> uh, homies now on shelves, the the first couple of issues.
0: <laughs> yes. yes, a trade paperback hopefully out soon, if people buy it. I, <laughs> um, and then, and, But then, yeah, with, and television writers are the same thing. They know that fo- that's the part of the culture right now. Part of the culture is... We know that the show is going to be on Netflix at some point. We know it's going to be on a streaming service at some point. Hulu, Amazon Prime, uh, Google Play. Um, Yes, we'll be releasing it on Blu-ray or DVD. People are going to want to sit down and watch the whole thing. You know, they're going to sit and binge it. How many people remember Battlestar Galactica in its day, right? You had to People wanted to Binge watch Entire seasons They had never seen Battlestar Galactica Before And the new, new season Was coming up So they would Binge watch like Three seasons of the show Before the, the new one Started up
1: Yeah especially um, You know Because that was Another one that got Started a, a little slowly And so as, as People discovered it You know They would discover it, You know two maybe three seasons in they had a they had a binge watch to catch up and then and then they went from binge watching to having to wait every week with the rest of us mere mortals
0: <laughs> right and then and then we'd be like i don't want it to end I don't know, but, <laughs> and I don't
1: then, 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 then we would be like wait, wait a minute starbuck was just an angel what the what the frack <laughs> what the f- well um, i i think that i think that fan theories are a little like you know uh you know that just you know making star Wars.net is you know is trying to read the tea leaves about you know every every little morsel of information they can find out about you know what uh what luke skywalker's wardrobe you know looks like in episode eight and what that t- tells us about the story and uh you know it, it's a sort of thing where if you don't like it it's very easy to avoid even though they're all over the place on the internet. it's very easy to avoid if you if you don't if you don't like the idea of that you know coloring your your you know your perception of the episode that you're about to watch or or have just watched they're very easy to avoid so you know at the end of the day let the uh let comic book guy you know have his moment in the sun on the internet and you know just don't pay attention
0: Unless it's homies number two, which hit newsstands, uh, comic shops last week.
1: And then uh, run homies. out and buy it
0: right now. Run out and buy it right now because, <laughs> uh, daddy needs to pay his mortgage. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast
1: Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes,
0: <laughs> Stitcher Radio
1: and at RadioMisfit.com. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Gabatron.